This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. Reggie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I got about, you know, solid four hours of sleep. So I'm, I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me get, are you on the East Coast, West Coast? Oh, I'm in Central. I'm like right in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. Jason and I are definitely grateful. I know it's going to be an important episode for many who are listening. So I appreciate you indulging us. And we'll kick it off with a banger. Uh, the first question I always like to ask is, do you, Reggie, come from a family of entrepreneurs? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all, to put it bluntly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, my family was in the military. Um, my mom was in the military. Dad was in the military. Both brothers went into the military. Uh, my sister did not, but almost did. I was the only one who basically really didn't outside of my sister. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And this was because you were looking for something different or life just had different things in store for you? Well, two reasons. One, my dad, he had told us when we were younger, uh, you know, I was just like, yeah, dad, I want to be in the military like you. And he was just like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's great, but do your own thing. Like he was always with doing your own thing, like being yourself, doing your own thing, you know, being different. And he really pushed me towards that as well as my mom. So I, I, I chose to do that. Okay, good. It sounded like you had a good uh, opportunity for freedom growing up in terms of within the scope of your experience. You were like, wow, really? Okay, you were encouraged to go after what you wanted. How did you land in, uh, in sports then? Well, sports was a release because, um, you know, I went through a lot of abuse. I went through a lot of male abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. And uh, with that, I channeled a lot of that negative emotion and uh, into sports. Plus, I felt as if I, I loved the camaraderie of sports. I always felt, you know, one of the things that's always drew me to sports was I love that it's, it's us against, it's, it's me and our guys against you, and it ain't going to be us. Like, I've always loved that. Like, I've always loved that. Some people don't like that, but I, I thrive in that. Like, I love that. Us, us coming together for a goal and, you know, we're going to get you guys and we're going to win. You know, I've always loved that. So you're competitive. It's not, that's not yeah. something everybody is. Some people, uh, I might be on the other side of that where I'm like, yeah, well, if you want it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, but uh, you, you and Jason have that in common. I, I get that vibe from Jay. In fact, it's because of Jason that I'm able to keep pushing sometimes just like that energy of like, whatever it is, whatever you're thinking, it's not that we're, we're, we're moving, we're moving. So uh, yeah. athleticism does breed that, that level of grit as, as they say. Uh, so then how does, so, 
and you, you know, glazed across some things. It sounded like there was a lot of trouble, but you found that release. Like for me, it was skateboarding. So sports, it just happened that you really excelled at it to the point where it became a professional experience for you. What, what led away from that towards, towards business? I, I feel the same thing. It was, well, just kind of how I alluded to how I grew up. Uh, I grew up in the hood and there really wasn't too many positive mentors around you. And uh, I felt as if how I had to, that, that, that wanting to just win, like it's, it's like, once you get from high school to college, it becomes less and less about the team and more and more about you. And still, I was still very competitive and I was, you know, what's the word for it? I was kind of an asshole um, because I really didn't want to lose ever. And then whenever I got adversity, it, I thrived in that. I love, I, I just couldn't hear, like you say, I'm not going to do something like I'm going to prove to everybody. I'm not going to, I'm going to do this. Um, so all the time when I was making so many mistakes, that drive kept me going to pick myself up out of every single mistake that I made. Cause I made a lot. And that's how I ended up succeeding, eventually getting to the point where, you know, I had the NFL career I wanted, even though I didn't go undrafted and I didn't go undrafted for a reason. Um, and uh, I worked my way up to a team captain my third year to NFL, even though I wasn't a team captain, even in college. I played as long as I wanted in the NFL, uh, which was seven years. And then I left on my own terms. But then when I left on my own terms, I just kind of felt this sick feeling. I just kind of felt as if I didn't feel necessarily that I was just so much different than everybody else. I felt that there was something that I had that was kind of taught to me at a young age through with what my dad had kind of told me with, he had a logistics background. He taught me really how to understand people, how to understand how systems operate. And even though I failed and I still had this competitive spirit, I would go into situations and I would, I had awareness. I knew what was going on around me. I knew how things, what was being, the things that weren't being said about the situation that really helped me understand um, a really gray, a really, um, an environment in which people really aren't going to tell you necessarily what's going on in order for you to succeed. You got to figure this out on your own. People kind of, truth is something that isn't really spoken face-to-face, you really have to understand how to read between the lines. And that's how this operate, this this system worked. And I got really good at understanding that. And that was how I really succeeded. Plus understanding how people work. There's a lot of different ways in which, you know, this this situ- this, this system worked playing, being a football uh, player or being an athlete. So what I really wanted to do is when I got done is I wanted to help people like succeed. And I, and then, you know, I wanted to hope people succeed at a higher level than what I saw, especially considering when I was in college, I came in with like 25 recruits, four of us finished when I uh, like actually graduated and finished that whole thing out. And then when I got to the NFL, I think 11 guys got drafted. I came in with like 15. And then after my third year, I think it was three of us that were still there. Um, and then you just, so every year that's all you're seeing is just people just dropping like flies around you, but you really feel at the end of the day, when you look back at it, that a lot of reasons why people failed was something that could have been taught. 
And I wanted to be able to put these people in a situation so I didn't have to see that anymore. And if they're going to go into this environment where there's professional athletics or anything, like I want them to have this understanding. Plus in business, uh, I just love to see what I can do, period. Like I just love to challenge myself. So that's why I've tried to do, you know, I've done things in real estate, other entrepreneurship endeavors, and I just want to see what I'm made of before I die. Like, because at this point, I, I just don't see why anyone really wouldn't want to see what they're made of before they die. So that's kind of long story, short story. Yeah, no, no, that was brilliant, man. I, I, I want to give the floor to Jason. I know he's got something to say on all that. Yeah, here's what I love. I love, love, love when it comes to business and um, even personal uh, how we personally scale or pivot our own life, right? Because um, because scaling and pivoting doesn't just have to do with business, right? And and I like to consider every human being is their own architect, right? Because we architect our own life, and we are the conductor up there. You know, uh, we're guiding the orchestra. The orchestra is all the people that surround us and support us, right? right? So it's up to us to architect that lifestyle we are looking for, or that life, or those friendships, or those things, right? And focus on really making those things really deep and desirable versus shallow and in passing, right? Right. And, and, and all of that stuff, right, is really what defines us at the end of the day, right? I mean, you know, I look at, you know, your background and my background are very similar. They're just two separate avenues, right? Um, you chose the NFL, I chose the military, both very competitive places, right? Um, right. And, and then, you know, both you know, left those spaces and started businesses. So it's, uh, it's interesting, the dynamic of where we come from and then where we pivot to along the way. And, you know, kudos to you for using that in the right spirit of things, right? right. Because there's a lot of people that have, are in positions of power, um, well, I, I wouldn't say positions of power, positions of influence, right? Mm -hmm. And and they do have a lot of influence. And it's about choosing to use that influence for good, you know? So very much kudos for you for, for using that influence for so much good. It's awesome. Oh, I appreciate that. Most definitely. But I definitely love, too, what, what you said, too, because I feel the exact same way with people. It's like really understand like everyone is their architect of their own life and you have to be that like that's why when it even comes to advice it's I, i'm very careful about what i say about you know you need to do this like or i i suggest you do this like what i think would help me would help you like it's not like that you know we're all kind of different we all have different needs and wants but really getting through that surface level crap and getting deep into really what you want and why you want it and then go making a plan to go on going out there and getting it for yourself and that was something too that you know with all the success that you've had 
it really takes a lot of understanding that that deep thing, that real big deep thing, to in order to get to that success. And we all have that in us, but we all have to figure out how to get to that point, which is the hard part. So yeah. And when we come back to the narrative now, so here you are, you made the decision and it was in the spirit of, I want to see what I'm made of because why not? What else can I do? Right. You, you would dabble in a few things, but then you made commitments to go into business for sure. This point of commitments, what was going on? What did you start a few companies that when you finally committed to it and then one of them actually stuck, what does this look like? So when so when I got done, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I understood that, I, you know, I wanted to help people. I understood that I wanted to help people avoid a lot of the same stupid stuff that I had done and a lot of the situations that I seen around me. And I wanted to make people's paths in life easier. I knew I wanted to do that. But trying to figure out what, you know, that even looks like, it, it, was, a, it was an issue. Um, so what I did was, I, it was funny, I saw a YouTube video at 3 a.m. <laughs> and uh, it said, if you got an idea of, of anything, you just need to write it down right then and there. And I was just like, well, I'm not doing anything. Like, let me just start writing stuff down. And then I wrote for three years from that point. I, um, I wrote a book and um, I actually wrote a program that was in it, but the program ended up being three different programs because I had written so much um, just for, just to help people. I wanted to help student athletes, but I also understood that I just wanted to help regular people um, because I felt like, you know, athletes are people and people are athletes in the same sense too. Um, and then I wanted to write this book too, to help athletes as well. And then at that point I was just like, okay, like I want to like get this all up. Like I want to do the coaching. I want to get this book out. I want to, uh, help all these people. I want to do speaking. I want to do all these different things. But at that period of time, I, I, I came into a couple of issues. One, I had written stuff in a cave for three years meaning I was not outside talking to people for three years. So I became like very reclusive. And when it like to put it bluntly around people, I, I felt like I was super awkward. <laughs> it was yeah. either I was sharing too much or not enough. <laughs> so I was always kind of weird. Um, so I needed to kind of get back out there, be around people. But then too, when it came to the business side of it, especially, you know, I have these products and services. I don't know how to sell them. Like, I didn't know how to sell them. So I was just like, oh, man. Like, I, so I, I jumped out anyway because that's what I do. I just tried to jump out and figure it out as I go. Failed on flat, fell flat on my face. It got super burnt out. It was too much. It was just too much. Um, and then I let it sit for two years. Just let it sit for two years. And then I decided, you know what? I need to learn how to sell. Like, I, so I was just like, I'm just going to figure it out. Like I need to learn how to sell and then we'll come right back to this. So I took a bunch of just BS sales jobs. Like I did a bunch of BS sales jobs. Like I, um, with all the same goal, like I didn't care what it was as long as I learned how to sell, I'm going to do it. So I took a healthcare job, uh, um, selling insurance that was pretty fraudulent. Uh, I didn't find this out to after the fact that, you know, the office was, <laughs> it was like, didn't even know it. Like they really got me with that one. Um, but when I found out I left, so, <laughs> um, 
then I um, took another job. It, I was supposed to be selling tickets for like the Royals, but it turned out to be actually like selling makeup business to business. And I was just like the owner of it t- straight up told me um, when I was sitting in office, I was just, he was just like, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I just sell the tickets. Like, I'm just learning how to, I just want to learn how to sell. Like, that's all I want to do is learn how to sell. And he was just like, well, bro, this is pretty much what it is. Like, you're going to go in here. You're going to push these makeup to these people at these businesses. You're going to go business to business on foot. But he was like, I will promise you this. If you give me some time, I will teach you how to sell whatever. He was just like, I'm the best salesman you ever meet in your life. And I was just like, you know, what? like, forget it. Like, I'll do it. <laughs> like, I will do it. And that was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I swear to you. Cameron Casada, thank you. That was the best salesman I've ever met in my entire life. He could sell water to an ocean. Like, that guy. <laughs> he like, he like, because you got to think, I'm, um, I'm a 6'2", 250-pound, like, black dude with dreads and tattoos. Like, I, I can scare small children. And then I'm going up to people and being like, hey, what's up? Like, like you want this makeup like and there's pink bags and everything so as far and then remind you i had been in it like in a cave for three years so then and i'm talking to like 300 people a day so like you could only imagine like the anxiety i was having every single day but i had i had to fight through it because i was just like i have this goal i have to go i gotta figure out how to sell this course i gotta figure out how to sell this book i gotta figure out how to talk to people again and be in front of people and like get all these things going so I just sat through it and I fought through it every day. Like sometimes I would go to a business and then like go around a corner and just like, <sighs> and then I just kept doing it. And then eventually it got to the point where I was like, I wasn't selling anything to like, I was selling out like every day. And I was just like, as far as accomplishments go, I swear to you, I know I'm talking about makeup, but that, that was like, at that time, that was like, what I, I still look at that as like one of the biggest accomplishments, accomplishments. Cause I was like, and I'll sell makeup, bro. Like, and I was feeling like, and I was like, I was getting job offers all over the place too, because people would see me come in and they're like, Oh my God, like, like, how could you do this? And like, I want to buy from you. And I was just like, dude, I'm just, uh, Cameron Casada, he helped me out. <laughs> like, but he helped me how to do things like as myself, like how to do it as myself and not be a fake, not be a phony, just peer point, like just learn how to do that. Um, so took another job. I started selling final expense burial insurance um, after I sold Medicare, stunk it up in Medicare, uh, was selling over the phone. Then I went to final expense burial insurance, still selling over the phone. And you're literally talking from, you're talking to people who are like, okay, I really, really need this insurance. Like today to people who are like, dude, I was trying to call the pizza place. Like, why am I talking to you? Like, and then you got to sell everybody. And then if you don't sell people, <laughs> then you get docked, docked for it. And I, and for like final expense, I was like 30 in the entire company and selling this. It's like literally talking to people about death all day. And I was like 30 in the company doing that. And then um, that's when I decided to like jump out of that because I was just like, you know, I'm going to go independent. You'll make more money. And then COVID hit. And um, then COVID hit, I realized like one, I really don't want to sell, like talk about death every day. Like I'm really over it, really over it. Um, Plus I realized at that point, like, okay, I know how to sell now. Like 
now I can go back to this now back to the thing I wanted to do. But I realized too, like, I, I'm not doing this by myself. Like I need to help find help. Like I need to go find help. So then I brought it up with David Carter, who I think you guys are going to talk to him next week. Um, and then he saw what I was doing. And then he was just like, dude, like, this is really great. So I just asked him, like, do you want to help me out with this? And he said, yeah, like, let's, he was like, let's freaking do it. <laughs> and then we went on this quest <laughs> to like get to the, to do this stuff. And it's been like, like up and down, but it's been like a crazy ride because, you know, all the pivots that we've had to do when it comes to certain things and, you know, all the other things that came our way because of this, because me and him, we feel like when it comes to like our partnership, like we really help each other um, where like I'm weak, he's, he's strong, where he's strong, I'm weak. I mean, where, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like we really, we're really a good match for each other in, in business. And I think that's why we've had the success we've had in, you know, this and a lot of other things that we've been doing. Yeah, man. First of all, thank you so much for sharing the real of your journey in sales, because that's going to be invaluable to anybody that's listening in who's just getting started at like the kind of level of work it really takes. Like be humble like in your learning, be humble in your learning. That's a hundred percent. One of the lessons we can take away, you know, it's usually a question we ask at the end, but that that's the gold right there with that. Uh, I I'm pretty confident Jason wouldn't disagree on that. I, you need to hear those stories. And you were selling, like you said, you had pink bags, like the complete opposite of what most people are like, all right, well, if I'm going to get into sales, I'm going to choose something I know I can push. It's like, this was the, the, the most disadvantageous product you could have tried to sell. And yet you crushed it. You crushed it. You had a good mentor. Again, you were coachable. Uh, mark of a good athlete, though, right? Is you, you put your trust in your coach and you go put me in the game and yeah. stick to the game plan, the playbook, and look what it paid off. You moved forward a couple of times to other companies and then you partnered up once you had all the experience under your belt. And when you partnered up, you both decided, well, it's not just about sales, right? Now you had to discover like digital marketing and advertising, web hosting for website and you know, yeah. all of it, all of these, I, I can only imagine we'd be here forever if we covered every single step of the way, <laughs> but, but uh, suffice it to say the story itself and the lessons, especially in the beginning, that early stage, a lot of people don't get a chance to hear the real deal of what it takes. And you took the time to break that down. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, with that said, I'd love to make it plain the name of the company that you're running now um, and, and, and what people should know about it. Okay. So, um, well, there's, a, well, the umbrella is really light Grove, but under light Grove, um, we have two different things. Well, three different, but you know, there's a real estate thing, but that's something that's neither here nor there right for currently. But um, like, there's the game within a game. So that's the course uh, that we wrote, and David helped me out with that. Um, it's college accredited now. It's in the Knowledge and Innovation Center in Forbes Business School. It's in a couple colleges now. Um, we're doing like a really big high school push and getting it out to like lower level colleges. Um, that's just the course, like I said earlier, that I felt I wanted to get it to as many kids as possible. And I felt like a really good angle with it. If they could take the course and make it super simple for them and understanding how to be a student athlete and get college credit for it, 
while they're in high school or if they're already in college. Um, so that's one of the things that we're doing. The other one, top athlete life. Um, we're, we're launching that. We're, we're literally launching that like this week. Um, and, uh, that's just for everyone for them, like I said, to be the top athlete in their life. Like we understood a lot of the same things, you know, even Jason understands this, that a top athlete would have to do to be in the top 1% or less in business or in their life. It's, it's the same thing. It's, it's really just a mindset at the end of the day. And it's a mindset that can be taught. So um, that's something. So that's, that's something that we really do right now is uh, we're pushing that. Um, and that's where we really want to put our primary focus on um, currently because we really, I really, we really wanted to get back to like helping people. We have some other uh, entrepreneurship stuff going on, but that's more, it's helping people on a different scale, but this is, we wanted to help people more personally. Um, now that, you know, that stuff is kind of like uh, getting to a point where we're getting comfortable with it. So. Right. Game within a game and top athlete life. Yep. Right on. Uh, before I go any further, I want to open up the floor to Jason. Yeah. Well, a couple of things. Number one, it's always great to see, you know, successful athletes, business people always pay forward, right? That is, it's huge. It really is because those dividends will always come back a thousand times, no matter what. Right. Um, and, and number two, most successful business owners know how to sell. they know how to sell Um, and they went through some kind of process during their business experience to learn how to do that and you know you did the same thing and and i think it's it's a must for every business owner they need to know how to sell their own stuff (laughs) because you can't sell your own stuff I don't know. You might not be able to find somebody else to sell it either. <laughs> so, cause you should be your biggest advocate, right? Your biggest cheerleader. Um, and, uh, y- you know, so a, a, a pretty big takeaway of, of this conversation uh, for those business owners that are listening is hopefully they listen to that whole transitional story that we got to that, Right. And some would say, oh, my God, you're an NFL athlete and you're out selling makeup. (laughs) That's crazy, right? But you knew you needed to do it, right? You knew you needed to do that in order to transition to the next step in your life. And a lot of people, it takes them years to figure that out. (laughs) A long, long time. So... Um, and, and the programs you got going right now, gosh, it's just, it's great to see that give back type of thing that is going to, I mean, I, I love legacy, but more importantly, I love footprint, right? Cause a footprint, you can leave a big footprint across the world. A legacy is just for your, you and yourself and your family most of the time. But if you're going to do something, do both, not just one. So kudos to you for for really doing both it's awesome i appreciate that thank you yeah man it's it's one of those things where again this being humble and you're learning 
is such a it's the theme of the conversation but also when we go a little further back to what you said earlier uh you were encouraged uh and and not only were you encouraged but you took that confidence in your environment and trusted in it so it seemed like there was this coachability even from the beginning when, when they encouraged you go out and do something do something different do your own thing and every step of the way that never left you the minute that you started feeling you had reached a cap in uh in in your athletic uh journey you were like look i could keep doing this but now i don't even feel challenged right you're like, yeah. i i i need to do something different i need to see what what else am i capable of and most people don't go that route. Most people are like, all right, I got a good thing going here. This is where I'm going to leave it. But if I know anything about entrepreneurs and man, I've interviewed my, my share of them. It's always the ones that like, they'll make an exit. They're living good. And they're going to go, you know what? It's time to start something new. I don't know why they do it. I don't know what kind of sick punishment they like to throw in on themselves, but all entrepreneurs get that bug and they go, all right, time to do something completely out of my comfort zone. I'm going to fail a lot. It's almost like, that that is the reward is that you know you're stepping into areas that most people would never and that's what makes it like yeah this is what it's about baby i'm alive i'm here i'm growing i'm evolving and so with that said you've got a game within the game right you've a top athlete life and you said they're, they're one of them is essentially launching quite literally next week where can people go to connect with you so, or to see where that information's at so they can just go on uh topathletelife.com and then uh the game within the game.com get the game within the game.com uh we'll have the game within a game we'll have the college accredited course the the course that they can just get a certificate for uh, my books on there stuff about me and david they can check that out and then top athlete life that's just the other course that we have for everyone else, business owners, and anybody's basically just trying to have that athlete mindset and, and really are looking for significant change in their life. That's, that's the course that we have for there for them. Um, yeah. And I do appreciate what you're saying too, about entrepreneurs, because that's the thing too, that you, I really had to realize and I've really embraced is, you know, if you do things just like everybody else, you're going to be just like everybody else. You're going to have the same life as everybody else. And I just can't do that. And then even when it came to like the makeup thing, I, I really wanted to challenge myself. And then the thing is too, I'd be lying if I told you when he told me like, Hey man, this is what you're going to do. My first thought was like, I can't do this. Then I was scared. That was my first thought. I got, I was super scared. I was just like, dude, I can't do this. Like what? Like, I just like picture that, like, that'd be so scary. And then that's the, when I thought popped up, like, you have to do this. Like, are you going to be scared your whole life? Like, that's the big thing. If something like that really scares you, it's probably what you need to be doing. And I've always understood that. And you got to fight that fear. And then fighting that fear, it really, that was like one of the biggest things. I always fight it. Like, I, I see that fear, I go right towards it every time. Wow. <laughs> Man, I was just about to ask if if you quite literally could go back to to speaking to, to Reggie right before you dove in head first into athletics with the NFL, what would you say to yourself now? Obviously you can go anyway and you could even say things like, Oh, I wouldn't change a thing. But if you really could right now, go back with what you know, now all the sales training you endured, you know, partnering up, getting your courses out there, knowing that all this is the case and you could go back and say something to yourself. What would you say to yourself that early college years? 
Oh, you're right. That's what I would have told myself. I would have grabbed myself by the shoulders and said, you're right. You don't need this shit. <laughs> Pure party <laughs> like, like, I've always thought that. Like, as an athlete, it, you know, is this all I can do? Is this all I can do? Is this all I'm capable of? And like, no, you're capable of much, much more. You know, believe that. You know, I didn't, it took me a lot of years to realize that, to really like embrace that. So yeah, I would have told that to myself for sure. There's a, such a powerful lesson there. I can just feel it permeating through this conversation of asking yourself honestly, what are you capable of? Are you sure that's it? Are you capable of more? Are you willing to go further? Right. Those, those mm-hmm. questions not many dare to ask and it seems simple but the right question can save you years as you as you so aptly just put the right question can save you years especially if you answer it honestly uh so with that said uh, there there is a there is a grand finale question but before i get there i just want to turn over to jason and check in one more time are we ready to go to the grand finale i think so i think we're ready to roll it into the grand finale all right Reggie Walker, for all the marbles in the world, man, here's the grand finale question. If you could have invited anyone, anyone at all to this conversation today, dead or alive, to sit here and hear your journey, maybe even join in on the conversation, who do you wish would have been here for you and why? Man, there's only one person. There's only one person. God. There's only one. And, and just so, not necessarily so he could have heard me speak, so I could have asked him a question and just be like, what's up? What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I the way that I am? <laughs> <laughs> what is that exactly is the point of everything? Like that, just so I could have like worked my, my magic into getting that question asked. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I cared about the most. <laughs> There's no telling what you would have done with that information. If you're armed with that info, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) If there's anything we've learned about you throughout this journey is anytime you find you, you don't treat information and experience lightly. You don't take it for granted. Anytime you learn something new or uh, you've experienced something new, you ask yourself, what can I do the most of with this? Is this accurate? Yeah. You got, you got to use the cards. You got to play the cards you have dealt and, you know, can't complain about it. You got to start from where you're at to get to where you want to be. And if you're over here just thinking about like, oh, I wish I had this, this, and this, and this, you're not going to go anywhere. And really hammering that mindset into you. Let's get to the next place. Let's get to the next place. Let's get to the next place. And, but really getting resourceful about what you have too. You know, I feel like that's key. And that skill set that you can have built by just learning how to use what you have invaluable yeah i would say that definitely is the main lesson that i walked away with from this conversation is that like don't take for granted where you are starting because no matter where you are starting you're at the right place at the right time if you're willing to admit it and take a hard look at that so with that said uh reggie i can't thank you enough for stopping by today i'm gonna let jason roll us out as he usually does Awesome. Yeah, gosh, great, great to have you on the show. So much to learn here. Um, I'm sure we could have another whole episode on uh, e- even more here. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, in the interest of of time, 
Um, I, I always like to say this closing out that there's 168 hours in a week. Thank you for taking the 30 to 40 minutes to stop by here and, you know, really share your story, not just your story, but the goods and the bad, right? Um, Cause that's, that's really what people need to hear. So thank you for taking the time to be here. We can replace cars, money, homes, all these things, but the one thing we can't do is replace time. So um, time is always a ticking. So uh, thanks for taking the time to be here. And we appreciate you being on the show. And uh, it's it's been a learning experience even for us, I think, too, to get to see that real transition of different place to place to place to place to place. And it's uh, it's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's, this was a great experience. I love being on. And whenever you guys want me to hit me back, I'm, I will always be on. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. Round two is a must. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Cheers, brother. This is great. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.